Hello and welcome to the Foreign Influence Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Nikolai. And we are here in sunny, not hazy Singapore. It's amazing. I can breathe again. I'm so happy. (laughs) You know, my kids got all jacked up with their sinuses and everything. It really is bad. If you haven't looked into the haze, uh, it's disgusting. And that's blue sky, man. That's the first time I've seen the sky in over two weeks, I think. (sighs) It gets nasty. But it's clear now. And we're feeling good, and now we're just thinking about those farmers who are probably still living right next to forest fires. Right. The wind has just been good to us. Can't have it all, man. No, you can't. And speaking of not having it all, poor Donald Trump. Oh, poor him. He is just trying to be president of the United States. Bomb a couple of countries. Get paid in cash money. Impose some tariffs. Make a few, you know, side deals to enrich himself through his hotel. He's misunderstood, Bill. He is. And that has come to a peak this week with impeachment. Impeachment. So the Democrats in the U.S. say that they are beginning an impeachment investigation. Uh, Just a real quick uh, reminder, this is a long way from the actual thing of impeachment, which is a funny word. That just means that you... (laughs) (laughs) I I don't have impeach... Why are we talking about fruit? Don't know. Anyway, it would lead to his, uh, if it went through the House, that they would pass articles of impeachment, which says that basically you don't deserve to be sitting in office. Right. And then if it got through the U.S. Senate, which would be a miracle, he would be removed from office. So it will never happen, right? It's never going to happen. The Republicans in the Senate are never going to permit this to happen. They've said as much. So it held back the Democrats for a long time from pursuing any kind of impeachment, as well as wondering what the electoral impact would be for the 2020 presidential election. But finally, they said, we've got to do this because of the call with the Ukraine. I have a hard time understanding their strategy, though, on the Democratic side. I'm wondering why they're not just hiring him a hot intern or something. (laughs) To get him in trouble? historically, that works. That's what Bill Clinton got impeached for, for the hot intern. Right? Yeah. My God, man, you are devilishly clever. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Look into it, guys. Okay, i I think I could. I think I could cut the two hundred dollar check that it would take to yeah. to get this done. <laughs> no, I don't think it's ever going to happen. I don't think. I think. I, I well, think if he's still in office, which part do you mean? I don't think he's going to get booted out of his seat. No, I mean, if, it's if, just if not going to happen. If he's still in office today, it's because he clearly serves the interests of some people. So that is the interesting thing. Right. Everything the Republicans have claimed to stand for over 30, 40 years, from free trade to moral values, he epitomizes the exact opposite. Yep. And yet they go along with it. It's really something else because he's getting their tax cuts done. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because people are getting richer. Yeah. uh, Excuse me. The rich people are getting richer. Well, so this is the tough part about makes the electoral calculation harder is the economy is good, right? Yeah. So he is still kind of shielded by the U.S. economy being very strong. Everybody is getting the slight wage gains, right? Unemployment is very low. So this uh, record economy that kind of began, well, did begin under Obama and now has continued through Trump and has held steady even through all of these trade tensions. It's still going, so that makes him very strong, so it makes impeachment proceedings all the riskier. And who knows whether the Democrats will be able to convince anybody that this is a good idea. They tend to be pretty incompetent at these things, so it's not a sure bet that they'll know what the hell to do with it. Uh, But frankly, for me, I was on the fence for a long time, because I was sure it was kind of an electoral loser, 
and the Democrats aren't very good at these things, and every seeming smoking gun wasn't smoking enough. But when you have just this blatant, we're going to ask a foreign leader to interfere in our elections, which is exactly what he did before he was president with Russia and Hillary Clinton, God, you got to draw the line somewhere. We're going to ask a foreign leader to pull the trigger on our army deployments. Oh, that was juicy, too. We'll go to the war whenever someone else tells us. Yeah, that's great. Great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. After Saudi Arabia got attacked, he put a tweet out that basically said, we're locked and loaded and ready to attack with our military. We're just waiting for Saudi Arabia to tell us when. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Sounds like the most reasonable thing to do. <laughs> yes. And he's known for that. Yeah. Of course. He's, he's very known for that. I don't know. Maybe he's good golfing out there, man. I don't know. Yes, our golfing president. Okay. You, you could go on with things and things and things. But obviously, the impeachment will royal American politics and probably global politics for a, for a good long while here. Uh, but I think in the end, it was the right thing to do for not just Democrats, actually, but for Congress to stand up and say, here are the limits as to what a president can do. I think so. Yeah. It's good to draw a line in the sand, even if it doesn't do anything. Yeah. You got to... You got to do the principled thing <laughs> at some point. In politics? Uh, are we talking right. about the same thing? When your back is totally up against the wall. You have to do the principled thing to get elected, Bill. It's not the same. Yeah, I don't think you're getting it. Wait. Once you're elected, you do whatever you want before you're elected. Ah, uh, then you claim that you'll do the principled thing. Am I getting this wrong? I'm, I'm, well, I'm not in politics. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's close enough. I'm not an expert. It's, it's a first approximation. Right. So we'll go with that. Talking about the demise of the world, uh, what about global warming? Oh, it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Global warming, climate change. Yeah, you know, Greta Thunberg, the uh, Swedish, right? Swedish Mm, Swedish. teen. Yeah. uh, Went to the UN for the climate summit that they had there. Pretty cool to have a teen on stage at the the climate summit. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It was very cool. She did a short, impassioned speech. How dare you, Bill? Saying that it was short. It was <laughs> the longest speech I've had to sit through in quite a while. It was agony the whole way through, huh? Especially every time she had to look at her little paper to check. And I was like, God, <laughs> someone please give this girl some media training. Oh. <laughs> Could someone please teach this 16-year-old child <laughs> how to be a more effective leader on the world stage? <sighs> so disappointing. <laughs> no, it was, it was a good speech as far as it went. She... Shamed everybody into why are you counting on me to yeah. do it? Yeah, she's, I'm sure. getting a, she's getting attacked by the right wing a lot. Sure, that'll work, man. <laughs> I wish someone had thought about shaming these world leaders into <laughs> into listening to thirty years of solid science. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right, right. I mean, That's the bigger problem. Well, for me, the bigger problem. Look, I completely agree with what she's saying. Obviously, even though you know, in in. I mostly agree with what she's saying. And I think it's great that, you know, from a marketing point of view, it's great to have this young girl on stage representing her generation. But she's getting more attention at 30 years of solid science. I know mm-hmm. that science has a marketing problem, but come on. Yeah. There's something between dry, hard-to-digest science and a 16-year-old adolescent girl who might or might not have some psychological issues uh, making a very emotional guilt-tripping speech, right? There has, is there no reason? Is there no <laughs> logical debate possible about these things? Is it all just either Instagram influencers <laughs> or nothing? Is it, 
We'll do nothing until but, it's an Instagram story that goes viral? Come on. But the sad fact about the world is that reason doesn't persuade. Mm. I, yeah. I don't know. I, it kills me to say that. I'm, I'm a good old-fashioned enlightenment conservative guy. I believe in argumentation and reasoning and evidence and support. Yeah, same here. But yeah. I, you have to face the cold reality that I don't think it works. And then I think there's some stuff where we, t- we touched about it, We touched on this in the previous episode. I think the whole movement where the blame is now on the individual. Yes, we right. talked about that the last time. This deeply yeah. offends me. Like, like it's not my five-minute shower that has ruined the world, okay? That's, right. That's not what caused this, right? So stop blaming me for everything, please. Yeah. Um, no, well, we can't stop now. And part you. of, especially since I'm, I have all these other features that <laughs> make me a perfect yes. target. <laughs> He's very blonde, very white. I'm also Blue a, eyes. I'm also a male. Staring into these cold, also, heartless I'm, blue eyes. I am also cisgendered. I'll just get this out there. That's it. I'm turning your mic off. (laughs) So, but like one of the things I did not like about Greta and the whole um, media hype around it was the the thing where she went to the US by boat. Oh, you didn't like that. And where she said in some video, well, you know, I'll just shit in a bucket for a couple of weeks and it'll be fine. We don't need restrooms. Yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) I missed that whole thing. We do need restrooms, and also you have a giant team flying in at the same time. So this is all just marketing. There was, and it's very disingenuous, and it's not cool. Yeah, and this is well, that was a stunt, right? Yeah, it was a stunt. That part was a stunt. Yeah, which 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 doesn't help the cause, I think. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Right, Hmm. because it makes all it 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 makes her very. Dislikable, I think, to some people. Hmm, hmm. Very unlikable. Like, like, like saying we should all shit in buckets is not as <laughs> is, is not a serious argument to climate. It's not an answer to climate change, man. Shitting in buckets. It's it, it's not gonna right. Right. You need right. policy. It needs to be based on science, and we need to take it seriously. Whether or not someone has internet success, yeah. publishing memes and somewhat misrepresentative videos about the issue online. You know, I was just reading a, a interesting article this morning, though, about how she has managed to have so impact, so much impact. Hmm. And part of it that he argued, this is on Vox.com, he argued that uh, it's because she specifically avoids talking about solutions very much. Exactly, yeah. It's right? all just, oh, it's all going to hell. Right. We know. Thank you. <laughs> well, but do we know? So, you know, I've, we got to point out, I think, before we go too much further, look, there is a whole dedicated, decades-long obfuscation effort going on here yes. from the fossil fuel industries designed to downplay or to refute solid science. Yes. It's just like tobacco. ExxonMobil at one point even admitted, or sugar, admitted to the fact that they had run disinformation campaigns like this. And there's no consequences. Right. Zero. Oh, no, sorry. There's giant amounts of, enormous amounts of profit. I guess those are consequences. Yes. So they're, right. And those those are fine consequences for them. So in a way, right, whatever gets the word out. Yeah. And that's, that's good enough, right? Is it though? Isn't that sad? Look, people make emotional decisions. It, yeah. It's what they do. Opinions don't come from rationality. They wouldn't come be from cool? emotion. Wouldn't it be cool if it was like world leaders giving that speech? Yeah. Just saying. Wouldn't it be cool if like, uh, I don't know, Trump went up on stage saying, how dare you 
Right. But he won't. You know, you know, on all things climate, there's a very simple calculation that would be made here. If you consider that a vital, vital issue, and I don't care what your personal party affiliation is, you know, Republican or Democrat right. or, or anywhere in the world, whatever party it is in any country, uh, even the Communist Party in China, if you believe in uh, the fact that this is not good— if you're in the U.S., you can't vote Republican. Mm. It all comes down to the U.S. Republican Party being denialist about this. Mm. The Democrats would have enacted milk toast reforms because they're just as in bed with these industries as anybody else. But the true blocks in the whole global effort are the Republican Party in the U.S. And uh, if you still vote Republican but you fear climate change, you're part of the problem. There's right. just no way around that. In other words, when you talk about if only world leaders would, for me, it's even much more specific than that. It's how do we get Republican Party in the U.S. leaders mm. to, to change their position? Because many conservative parties in Europe embrace the scientific facts. They might argue about means, but they embrace the scientific facts of climate change. Mm. Conservative parties in all kinds of places embrace this. So whatever cuts through that barrier to the Republican voter, and if it's Greta Thunberg, it's fine by me. Yeah, but there's so many side effects as well, right? Like you see all of these. That On a political level, I agree. On an individual level, I think it's more problematic than that. So there is an image that she's putting out there that the world is in... Uh, is going it's just going to end right mm. next week that's like mm. well, wait, oh, when you look at the content that she's producing that's the feeling that you get and i've seen videos of like kids young children like in tears crying oh the world's gonna end mm. why did you do this to us and i think it's messing with a lot of kids as well so i think they're is it better on average for policy to have this content out there, maybe, but I would need to see the positive impact of this content. I, I, I think, unfortunately, it's just, it polarizes the debate, where people that are already actively fighting measures that would help with climate change are just given, given ammunition to do so, right? Mm -hmm. And support by right-wing people, et cetera, to do so, saying, look at the people who are supporting climate change, they're clearly crazy, right? Well, when there's solid science and rational people who make very well-argumented cases that we have to do something now, right? So I'm not sure that, 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 that skill and amplifying her voice is necessarily a net positive. I'm not convinced by it. Hmm. But hmm. we'll see, right? We'll find out. But Right, and I guess I would lean toward it is a net positive. Um, yeah, maybe. I hope so. I, I hope right. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Bottom line. If it works, great. But look at the hate online. It's unbelievable when you see people like just... But those people are always going to hate. Yeah, but there's a lot of them. It's unbelievable. And this is a 16-year-old girl. I know. I know. Calm down, guys. Seriously. <laughs> right, right. Well, what are you so afraid of? Yeah. Right? If you're so right... Right, exactly. What are you so afraid of? What are you so afraid of? Just another opinion. What do you care? Right? Well, there you go. We are living in a postmodern world. Here yeah. we are. We have arrived. Yeah. Speaking even more about a changing world, um, you know, the trade war with China, it continues. And um, 
economies start are increasingly um, disengaging. So as the tariff war continues, more and more production is shifting out of China mm -hmm. to different parts of the world. Uh, it really seems like we might be headed toward uh, some sort of new Cold War, yeah. uh, where there's a China sphere, a Sinosphere, uh, and uh, a Western sphere, uh, divided not even necessarily entirely by business ideology, by economic ideology, because let's face it, China is essentially capitalist, right? It, yeah. Um, even though the CCP, the Communist China, Chinese Communist Party, wants to remain thoroughly in charge and control everything, it's still a very capitalist economy now. Um, and But certainly the dividing line is authoritarianism, right? So the mm -hmm. CCP is a very authoritarian system, whereas the West, for now... Uh, is still a freer system. So it's just, uh, it's kind of concerning. It, it really does look like that by the middle to the end of the century, we're going to be divided into two big camps yet again, and military arms races begin. It's probably, yeah, yeah, it's definitely heading in that direction. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not unifying. I, I mean, just look on the, on, on the level of the internet, right? On the virtual, the virtual yeah, world, right. which is already completely divided. Uh, between China and the West. Well, and the rest of the world, actually. It's China versus the rest of the world, right? Um, so, yeah, it looks like we're headed in that direction in the real world, too. Um, it's not the internet thing. thing is fascinating because it wasn't supposed to be that way, right? It wasn't supposed to be that way, no. Everybody was supposed to be unified with one gigantic internet. Yep. And then someone came in and raised giant, built giant firewalls. Right. <laughs> right. Successfully. Successfully. Which, that yeah. wasn't supposed to be possible either. Well, it's still possible, but it wasn't quite easily it wasn't possible. supposed to be, right? It's it very easily. Be... I mean, it's very easily possible to access everything from China, right? Yeah, um, it's just it's not mainstream, right? And the average consumer doesn't well, care. Well, and risky, regardless. Risky and the average, and, and for the average consumer, it's just not important, right? Yeah, because yeah. all of this whole Chinese internet is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sure, it's censored. It doesn't have the same information, but so is the, the look. So is the the U.S. Right? If you look in the, I lived in the U.S. for two years. If you look at news news that you see on television in the U.S. Right? N news that you get for social media in the U.S. It's very biased. It doesn't show you everything. Um, it's not actively censored by a government, but it's auto censored by the people because they care about different things, and they don't give you a balanced view on world politics and what's really going on. Um, I don't know, man. I'm not going to disagree entirely on that. I mean, we do have a very free press in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But I always found it refreshing to listen to other English language media, like out of Europe, either uh, the U.K. or uh, what, Enjean France Press, if I got mm -hmm. that right. Yeah. Uh, had some English programming as well. And just a complete worldview difference because yeah it's interesting real news practitioners in any given culture get beholden to the consequences of what could happen to them in that culture what do i mean so like let's just take a white house reporter for example they need access to white house people in order to do their jobs the moment that you write a story or produce a tv piece that burns the white house and the burn and the white house freezes you out how are you a White House reporter anymore? Right. You put yourself out of a job. So when you get these truly outside, people aren't worried about their career path, they're beholden to different powers and interests back in their own home, 
doing the reporting as well, boy, you got a different perspective. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, that's I why encourage you anybody to do that. Need yeah. to look at various sources. Don't stick to one source. Well, one national source. Right. Yeah, one national, but, but right. even one international source, right? Right. Get your news from different sources. Yeah, yeah. Read around as much as With as different much as you biases, can. right? Right, 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 right. Yeah, no one publication is going to get it done. And that's even true, to my mind, of something like Fox News. I, I yeah. try to digest it in small bits. It gives me indigestion. Because I believe it's mostly a propaganda outfit, but, you know. It's not even real. It's unbelievable. But I don't watch CNN either. So I don't, what, I, I, I don't watch TV. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, I don't watch TV. This is generations just, just removed from my, right. my universe. <laughs> you know, before we leave this, just on the Chinese internet, man, if you TikTok. TikTok, get on it. It is the best <laughs> thing ever. TikTok is so good. It's still so open and free and innocent. Yes. It's so lovely. this is the latest social media network. It's from a company in China called ByteDance. And uh, it's, if you knew Vine back in the day, which was like three, four second videos, this is yeah. now videos of like 15 seconds. I loved Vine. I was completely yeah. all over Really Vine. creative stuff took yeah. place. But well, this is better because people are going, this is like, um, I'm repeating other people here, obviously, but this is like Facebook or Instagram in the early days. It's still, there's still people on, there's now people on there that have no, you know, they're transforming what it's being used for. It yeah. used to be people singing. Now there's people putting all sorts of weird content out there. Yes. There's people on there that have no place being there or anywhere online. <laughs> you, yeah. you look at their videos and you, you just want to tell them this is going to destroy your entire life. Don't right. post this. Just, just I, I want to look away, but I can't. But I cannot. And I have seen the, the, the most endearing and the most horrible things on there uh, and the strangest things. Yeah. The strangest things that are also in, in a way endearing. Like, like there's this one woman I follow who's a double amputee uh, who posts dancing videos, which ah. are just at first really disturbing to look at and then it becomes endearing how so and you go well good for her oh, right well yeah there yeah. you go good for her right 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 why yeah, not well, it, why not <laughs> why why not why not yeah there's all kinds of fun stuff out there but what's interesting is it is chinese i saw a survey that said that most people because it's yeah. gotten really picked up so as everyone knows social media apps seem to go through generationally right mm -hmm. so facebook is older folks now generally speaking instagram is like a what would you say 20s 30s kind of thing uh and tiktok is really picking up the teens right now in many cases uh but what most people don't realize that use tiktok at all is that it is chinese and it's actually being censored so there's news out now, uh, I think through the Guardian that <laughs> I they want to do a better job on they that. Say, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, what do they say? Because I've, I've seen some things. I've seen some things. He just got a thousand yard stare. <laughs> oh my God! I've seen. Things. What are they censoring? I want to see that well, shit. <laughs> anything that would bring down China. Yeah, that's probably it. So right. you can't talk about the repression in Xinjiang. Uh, of the Uyghur Muslims, it, you can't yeah. talk about, you uh, talk about Tiananmen. You All of those are made up. So, yeah, that's right. In fact, I just forgot even what I was talking about. It doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> doesn't exist. It's just gone. Have you seen these Chinese promotional videos of uh, trying to encourage people to vacation in China? What they're having to promote it? Yeah, yeah. It's like giant or they show off their their artifacts and their buildings and the stuff oh. that they've built. And okay, like, very what nationalistic and like that. Big nationalistic music, hashtag China, <laughs> Team China, go, go, go. You look at it, you go, wow. 
That's I mean, it's intense. Super huh? intense. Super intense. Where have you been seeing that? Everywhere. Yeah. 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 Maybe I'm just being targeted. I gotta but, watch uh, more YouTube. Yeah, Insta- you fit some demo it's, or something. It's, uh, Instagram. It's a lot of it is on Instagram. Okay. Uh, You're a bigger Instagram user than I. am. I'm not on Facebook anymore, basically. So I'm, I'm not. It's probably on there as well. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll have to go looking for the, for the China ads. Um, you know, since we're discussing international news, we just have to, just just soak it up a little bit. How much Boris Johnson is getting oh. slapped around over Brexit? Well, at least he's not apologizing. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's, that's true. You never want to apologize, but <laughs> I. The reality we live in now, Bill, you say whatever you want. Whatever gets a laugh, right? you say it. Right. Unless you're a comedian, then you better watch out. Because we'll take your job away. Right. But if you're a politician, you just say whatever you want, right? Yeah. Never gets an applause or a laugh or whatever. And then, you know, and all goes to shit, you definitely don't apologize. Right. And just lie all the time because it's a post-truth error. And, and it, yeah, and it works. And it works. It works. It's very yeah, encouraging. We, it's, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, this is the bummer note that we talked a lot about in the last episode. Is that uh, shared truth is broken? It's a little bit broken. A little bit. You have hope. <laughs> just a little bit broken. No. Okay. <clears throat> You're just covering up your total lack of hope. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, it's it's, it's the pen, the pendulum will swing the other way. I'm sure. Because <sighs> we've now we've. Well, I don't think it's going to be a natural listen, swing. Man. We've now Somehow arrived. Got to be forced. We. We've arrived, we've settled into this weird reality where people can no longer say what they want and everybody's offended all the time and very careful. And politicians do whatever whatever they feel like and suffer no consequences, right? It's going to swing the other way. God, that's an interesting point. In our daily non-public-oriented, non-common-shared lives, we're restraining ourselves and being shut down. Immensely, right? Yeah, and in politics, it's it's a giant free for all. But in our public life, where there are policy consequences, you can just make shit up. I think it should be the other way, because <laughs> if I make shit up, nobody should care. Right. right? Well, they can just ignore you yeah, safely. Exactly. Right. So I'm just saying, guys, this is not the way to do it. So, <sighs> wow. Yeah, that's a very good point. And I always think that is a very uh, important distinction to make of public versus private yeah. realities, virtues, uh, ways of life, right? Uh, because in a proper liberal enlightenment, frankly, libertarian stance, which I think you and I both share, mm-hmm. private life should be allowed to go generally as far as it can. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, there's some areas where it doesn't make any sense, like anything with minors. No, they're children. They can't make right, educated yeah. choices on this You need this to protect stuff. the weak uh, yes. and the vulnerable. And the vulnerable. But in uh, positions and stations where people are equal, let private life flourish. But when you get into public life and you're facing common concerns, there's got to be hardcore rules of the road. And that has inverted. Yeah. Which to me is like a giant cover-up for the ugliness that's now running our countries, right? Hmm, hmm. It's like we're trying to cover it up, like trying to pretend that everything's well, <laughs> and that we're this that we're this inclusive society yeah, yeah. that wishes well on everyone, whereas clearly it's the exact opposite. Yeah, the powerful are extracting all the wealth, right? right. They're exploiting the weak, right? They're taking healthcare away, they're taking social securities away, and we're sitting around asking each other about our pronouns. So I yeah. think we should focus on other things. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, those distractions, yeah, serve interests again. They serve interests. Right, right. I mean, some of that is liberating, right? Some it of is. that permits the world that we were, that I was celebrating just a moment ago, where, you know, we don't want to go to a world where people of different, I don't know, listen, what's de- the word? Persuasions, orientations, I don't know. Listen, it depends where you're from. Are oppressed for no good reason whatsoever. But listen, the net right? effect of this depends on where you're from, right? If you're in Texas, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's much better now. Right. In terms of freedom, terms of freedom to be who you are. Yeah, because I think the, the right. net effect of this movement is probably positive in Texas. Yes. If you're from Amsterdam, where I'm from, the net effect is clearly negative. Because oh. it used to be this free, open, tolerant society. Okay. And it's become less and less so. Because people are afraid of offense. Because people are afraid of offense, because of the backlash. Hmm. Um, so it used to be, for example, extremely open towards people of all orientations, mm-hmm. especially Amsterdam, and that's uh, much less the case today. Wow. Uh, do you have one example that you can point to? Uh, well, gay people getting beaten up in the street. What? Uh, for holding hands, for kissing in public, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Wait a minute, but that's not coming because of a culture of um, pronouns and stuff like that. that There's other stuff going on, but, but this, the whole movement of exaggerated political correctness creates a lot of tension amongst people who naturally would be completely open-minded or live in a society where they wouldn't care about other people. Like, mm. like the Dutch version of uh, inclusion is more, tends more towards not caring. Uh, like we tend to just, yeah, okay. to be completely indifferent and leave people alone. Yeah. Right? So if you go to those people and you tell them that's not enough, Mm. They tend to not like it. So I think the net that foments the backlash. Yeah. So I think the net effect is not necessarily positive in, in some places where it's clearly positive, sh- surely in others. Yeah. 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 So and overall, I'm not many sure. Many other very conservative, culturally conservative places across the world. Right. If we can right. push those boundaries that way. But then, yeah, you could engender a backlash if you. Uh, let's see. You're not saying go too far. You're saying force people to change their beliefs around those issues or or the hmm. way they the way they act in public or behave or huh huh um i think it's a very tricky issue i'm not i think it's very tricky to predict the results of um social norms around very small behaviors yeah huh i think it's very naive to say this and what is what kind of cultural pot that stirs this new norm is positive from a ver- from a first shallow inspection, yeah. therefore the net effects must be positive. I think that's a very naive way of looking at things. Huh? Huh? So I'm, I'm not gonna sure. have to think about that one some more. Yeah, me too, because I'm not sure what what it means and what the truth behind it is. But I think that it's much more complicated than saying if we act this way, right? If we all act in a way that we can all agree is more positive for some people. Yeah by constraining the way we express ourselves, then the net effect must be positive for those same people. That's not clear hmm. to me. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Even though, of course, obviously, you shouldn't allow certain things, right? Yeah. You should well, protect people yeah. against racism, against right. being excluded, against all kinds of things that are clearly negative. Well, this is going to sound like I'm, I'm digging into right-wing tropes here, but uh, I do think that you... Uh, you and I, I think, share a perspective of we're going for equality and not special privilege, right? Yeah, I, I, in my mind, everyone is equal. Right. 
but some of those people have clearly not had a very easy time right. historically. But then you try to push things so far, like altering the language, right, to things like they, mm. right? And it's like, nah, come on. Now it's just going too too far. And I don't know, maybe you're onto something. Irritating people who otherwise might not have been irritated and then sure. engendering a backlash? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it swings, you know, it, it swings one way, it swings back. Um, yeah. I'm not sure where it's going to settle. Well, we're... I hope in a place where everyone has more freedom and is more equal and can be who, yeah, whoever they the, want to be, right? That's the ultimate goal. Yeah. Right? With the resources to make what they want to be possible. And yeah. in that, I mean education and healthcare and things that exactly. essential needs get, may, get yeah. met so that you have this chance to flourish. But I'm willing to bet that some of the things that we're actively promoting now will not be part of that package. So I'm pretty sure that people will still be unaccepting of the fact that you that you identify as a bunny. Yes, right. Because it's just so, you know, it goes against everything. It goes against all the social norms of human interaction and... Right, I'm just. I'm not going to call you bunny. It's not going to happen. Right, I respect you for thinking you are a bunny. Right, but it's a it's a tough sell. So I, I think that some of those some of those things that we're, that 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 we've started to protect now, we're going to lose in the future. But I think probably we're going to be better off for it. It's mm -hmm. going to settle somewhere where there's more freedom and more more equality. Hopefully, well, you push and then you you come yeah. back. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of, of future, you know, perfect state worlds, um, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Always oh. have been since I was a kid. Darth Vader. <laughs> You're off. That's it. God. You no, no, no. You cannot mix up Star Wars and Star Trek. Oh, it's like what? Wizards always arrive on time. No. no. Hold on. God. <laughs> Just let me protect this little piece of my geekdom. <laughs> <laughs> now, what made me think of it this week is uh, I think my favorite Star Trek Trek show was uh, Deep Space Nine. I like it. This is the one that was considered kind of darker than the other ones because people were struggling to do the right thing through very difficult circumstances, mainly Whereas war. Whereas in the other ones, they were just always doing the right they thing. They were always doing the right thing. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah, and struggling a little bit, but they always came around. To the, the right. The thing. worst one was Voyager, right? I guess. God, I am struggling to remember a Voyager episode where they were all working on it. Where they were all super spiritual and in touch with their Native American side. There was. And they that. were going on in, in sweat lodges and going on like it was very spiritual. Was it? I, yeah, I think I was. I, watching I remember it I was one of the characters was Native American and did yeah a lot of that yeah stuff. I I, I liked it, but it was clearly very very sort of. Uh, Almost the Disney version of, of Star Trek, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, on Deep Space Nine, so uh, do you remember Nog? Yeah. So he was the Ferengi yeah, son yeah. who eventually became a, a Starfleet officer. The actor Aaron Eisenberg died recently. No. 50 years old. 50? Five zero. My age. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Feeling old. Wow. Anyway, it's sad to see him go. Enjoyed the show. I've never seen him without uh, his Ferengi ears. Uh, no idea no, what that, he looks that like. Was him. <laughs> that, that was him. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little hey, fella. Yeah, right. I mean, everybody <laughs> felt bad. I mean, they just dressed up the other actors to look like him. <laughs> we better invent a race around this because. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> I mean, we were looking at his profile shot. And we're like, really? God, that's some damn fine makeup. 
<laughs> well, we're sorry to see him go, but he was uh, very much a part of a, a of a show that I continue to enjoy. I nowadays. need to rewatch it, man. It's, it's yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's I, good I stuff. did it just um, a few weeks back. I oh, kind of yeah? cherry-picked some episodes. So oh. I was kind of bored. I was looking on Netflix, and nothing was ringing my bell. And uh, cherry so just picked? went back to... Yeah. Sacrilege. No, I, look, I can get through the funky... Binge it, man. Go I can, on, binge no, it. No, I can get through without the Funky Sweat Lodge episodes. I can limp through without those. What is it, like 12 seasons? Ah, uh, uh, no. No, uh, nine? Yeah. Like quite a few. Seven, eight? Maybe. Something like that? Yeah. Yeah, you can binge that. See, if I was a real Trekkie, I would know these things. Yeah. But as it is... Oh, well. That's just... I just don't. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Uh, we're going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, we will be back one week from now uh, with another episode of the Foreign Influence Podcast. Take care. Have a good week. Talk soon. <laughs>